Hey, what's up, everybody? You have tuned in to your now favorite weekly wrestling podcast, that being the UWO, Urban Waldota. I'm Kyle Chapman here with Eddie Ortiz. What's going on, everybody? And Brian Lopes. Um, usually, I start off by uh, by calling out the Roman hate, but uh, that's going to be pushed aside this week. Uh, Hashtag Roman Strong. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with you and your family as he announced that he's in leukemia, unfortunately, and has to put his career on hold. And uh, we're going to go ahead and dedicate this episode to you. And uh, Joe, not Roman, Joe, keep fighting, man. We're behind you, brother. Definitely. For sure, man. All right. And. Um, just in case, you know, Joe does listen to this show, he probably want us to go on with the show. So we're going to go right on over and uh, start with, I think we usually start with Monday Night Raw, so let's just keep that same tune. And um, it was in my home city of Providence, Rhode Island. And damn it, I got to say, they gave us a good show this week. How about you, Ed? Oh, the, the show was, show was all right. It was better than expected. I, couldn't really get into the show once, you know, the whole Roman news broke and everything. It's kind of hard to focus on something when, you know, like I'll admit, I uh, was a diabolical Roman Reigns hater, yes, but the man Joe is a family man and he has a wife and kids. He, he does things, he's doing things that we would all love to do and now he's got to battle something in leukemia, which that's just, uh, I don't, man, cancer's such a bitch, man, because it always, it, it's, it, it's always to the, to the wrong people, to, you know, to the people who don't deserve it, people who try to do right, and yeah, I may bash his character, but the dude's a man, the dude's a family man, exactly. you know, I'm a family man, and, you know, I'm also a fan, and I would, I would trade places to do what he's doing in that ring in a heartbeat. And to see him have to go through something like that, you know, I, I wouldn't even wish that on my worst enemy. Like it's just, it's just a sad thing. It's so wrong. It's like, it's like, why do this when you have such evil people out in this world? Why do that to somebody who's just trying to provide and entertain us? Yeah. You know, so yeah. the show overall, the show overall was a good show. It's just once you something like that, just lingering over the top, fan, yeah. Yeah, being a wrestling fan and, you know, being, it's just like, it's like, you know, hard to really focus back into it. Yeah. How about you, Byron? Do you enjoy Raw? Other than, other than the uh, somber news we got started with? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, for what Raw was to me overall, including what happened with Roman, it like, to me, it was a good show. Um, you know, it's hard to avoid the elephant in the room when it comes to Roman. And then you got to look at Raw to see what, what it really was. Um, I personally think uh, the Providence crowd, man, and it's my hometown too, where we all live in Rhode Island for people who, uh, from outside of the state who listen to us. And Providence is my hometown too, man. I grew up going to that place. And I can honestly say that the fans at the Dunkin' Donuts Center this time, like, like killed it. They they showed emotion when need be. They cheered for the right people, like how WWE would want it. 
um, the heel turn at the end of the night was like the crowd was stunned and you know it drew a lot of controversy but it was to me overall it was an emotional roller coaster and as a wrestling fan for raw to do that it it, it did its job for me but you know i mean with the especially with the roman thing man it does suck the dude like like as a wrestling fan we look at him one way and people got to remember and you know people who listen to our show we're critiquing a character when we talk about Roman Reigns, we're talking about the character Roman Reigns. We're not talking about the human being, Joe, uh, Joe. And, you know, for him to come out there and say what he said in front of that that audience and opened up to the world, not just to wrestling fans, but to the world, you know what I mean? And revealed that he had leukemia and he's been battling it for like, for 11 years, he's had it in his, in his, in his body. And it's one of those diseases that we don't see. It's an internal thing. And it just showed his bravery you know, like you said at the opening of the show, man, uh, Joe, you know, as wrestling fans, we support you as human beings. We wish nothing but the best for you, my man. We pray to God you get speedy recovery and you're back in that ring, sparing and Superman punching and Hancocking all day long, man. I can't wait for you to come back, brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting into something other than that's not, not going to bring back some emotional moment. Uh, probably got a few tears in this opening, <laughs> but um, I, you, you did mention at the end of Raw, um, and a lot of people thought that it shouldn't have happened after that announcement. But uh, Dean Ambrose, after winning the tag team championships with Seth Rollins, turned on Seth Rollins pretty brutal fashion, too. He beat the holy hell out of him, yeah, um, he beat the snot out of him. <laughs> All right, Eddie. You think it was too early? Do you think it was all executed? How you feel about it, man? I, I'm one of those people who loved it. I felt it was perfect. It was, it left everybody in the arena with their mouths open, jaws dropped. Like what? The, the scene afterwards when they showed the the WWE exclusive when he's walking out the arena, people screaming, "Why? Why?" That right there is what we always be screaming we're missing on Raw. That 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 shock value, yeah. that wow, that mm-hmm. holy shit. They just really, what? Mm-hmm. That is what we've been missing on Raw and people are complaining, oh it was too, why? Why? Why was it too soon? The man has been boiling over and made perfect sense because now Roman, the glue of the shield is gone. Roman was the glue. That held the shield together. So now that made perfect sense to have Dean just snap off with the mixed emotions. You know, I'm sure WD is going to probably play in the emotions that will happen to Roman and what's been going on with him and Seth's tension. That just adds to the raw emotion that we've been missing on there. And people have been complaining, oh, this, it's all so scripted, so detailed. Oh, it's so hands. Now we get that feeling of raw emotion, and people are complaining. Oh, it was just, it was bad taste. I I don't I saw nothing wrong with it. It was a perfectly executed heel turn, best one I've seen in years. Yeah, you know, it's not one of those unexplained heel turns either, like the WWE's been doing lately. We'll get into that in a little bit. But uh, Brian, how you feel about it? Oh yeah, um, it's we're gonna go from a somber note to some some real talk for a second because. Um, this storyline, like Eddie said, for some reason is becoming very controversial. And a lot of people I've seen on Facebook, I've seen on other forms of social media, 
And I, like I said, I listen to Busted Open a lot during the daytime. And I hear people, and I literally hear people calling in. And some people actually do have a problem with the storyline, with the fact that it happened on the night where Roman announced that, the, that he had leukemia and he's fighting cancer now. And to me, it, like, it makes perfect sense to pull the trigger on the Dean Ambrose here. I've been talking about the Dean Ambrose heel turn for months now because I, I knew it was coming. But like I said, I never expected it to happen so soon. And this totally shows that it's a break glass in case of emergency situation. This is literally, I said it last week, that it was a break glass in case of emergency situation. And WWE had to do it on that night because it makes total sense. Like Eddie said, there, there comes a period in time in pro wrestling where we get very stale and stagnant. Like we've been talking about for a while. Raw has pretty much given us the same show for five weeks straight. Every main event was the Shield versus the Dogs of War. Um, uh, no, I'm so glad they stopped calling them that, though, by the way. You and <laughs> that shit was dumb as hell. But, but no, but like now it's a controversial thing because you did this on the night the guy announced he had leukemia. Like, what is wrong with you people? Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but this is professional wrestling. Like, you, like, like I, like I said in the early parts of our podcast, it's 2018. We know how the cake is made. You know yeah. what I mean? You know Roman Reigns or Joe was in on the storyline. We know it's a work. We get all of that. And to sit there and complain about what WWE is doing, they did something right, people. And now you're bitching about it. Like, what is wrong with you? We as wrestling fans have been wanting something like this. We crave, like, guys like Tommaso Ciampa to come up to be that monster heel. Please, please let him get called up. Like, I'm telling you, Dean Ambrose did something tonight that we've been waiting for on that main roster for the longest, longest time. And people are going to complain about that shit to the point where Tommy Dreamer, an ECW Hall of Fame, like, he's a legend in wrestling, whether he made it big in WWE or not. He sent out a tweet saying, if you don't understand the, pretty much said, if you don't understand the psychology of what just happened, you need to stop watching professional wrestling. Because there's a lot, like, I talk about the term casual fan a lot. Like, that really pisses me off when us diehard fans have been waiting for this and waiting for this, and then we finally get it, we're excited, and then all of a sudden it becomes a big news story. Oh, they really decided to do this on a night. Like, come on, man. Grow the hell up. We It's pro wrestling, people. It's pro wrestling. It's a TV show. And another uh, another thing that bugs me is the same people who are complaining that it was it happened when it happened are the same ones that when it if they didn't do it that day, if they waited till next week or a week later mm-hmm. – they would have been cheering Dean Ambrose's heel turn. Yup. Yeah. And they would have had a Becky thing going Definitely. on. Definitely. Yes. WWE had to think about it. They, they're trying to get a solidified heel on the main roster. And fans, the casual fans are cheering the heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with this, the casual fan is still going to be next week booing Dean Ambrose. If this happened any other time, they'd be cheering Dean Ambrose next week. Exactly. I lo- and, and, and I and I and I again, I know I know it came at a bad time because you know we got that big announcement, but I think that they found a way for the fans to actually buy back into the product. Only because you, at the end of the Roman announcement, there was love, there was humility. You know what I mean? There was sadness. You even see tears in, in these guys' faces when he walked the back. They hugged. They did their brotherhood fist pump. You're thinking everything's honky-dory. They won the track team champions, and bang. That was fucking perfect. Excuse the language, but damn it, you should be an adult when you listen to our show. <laughs> <laughs> that was 
perfect. It came out of absolutely nowhere. And the person that he attacked, the fans adored, which brought instant heat on him. Exactly. Because up to this point, people were waiting for it. People were waiting to cheer Dean's heel exactly. turn. They were waiting to cheer it. And they just took that right from you. I love it. <laughs> yep. Thank love you, Monday. And people were sitting Thank there you, like, WWE, you did something right. Like, why Why are people complaining about this? It's because, You know what it is, man? It's because of the, again, and I hate to keep dwelling on that, it's because of the announcement. They think that the Shield should have been rotted off into the sunset as champions of the Hockey Dory. Next week, they will have had horrible ratings. Now oh, everybody yes. next week is going to turn in not only to see Dean Ambrose's announcement, Seth Rollins' revenge, but now they're actually buying back into somebody else replacing the face of the company. I mean, believe, hate him or love the character of Roman Reigns. That man got reactions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When he came out, you either booed him, you either cheered him, but you took notice. I understand that there was that pay-per-view when everybody acted like they didn't take notice, but that not happened. And this is going to sound weird. But that reaction that they tried to not have, in turn, was a reaction. Exactly. Yeah. And WWE had to think about it long term. They just lost their face. Exactly. They just lost the. That's a void they have to fill now. You know, they lost the man who was getting both sides of the coin. Now they have to fill that void with Dean Ambrose's heel turn. It fills that heel role. It solidifies him as the top heel on Raw. And this could solidify Seth Rollins another run at the top face of Raw. Somebody needs to win that belt. And and I and um Brian, yep. You said that it wasn't gonna happen, but I'm praying it happens. Give Braun Strowman that universal championship, man. All right. Well, I got I got a better idea for you. How about this? How about the match goes to a no contest? Neither one of them are physically able to compete. And then you decide to have a tournament and to crown a brand new champion that doesn't involve Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar. Uh, I, I mean, in a perfect world, that would happen. <laughs> in know. a logical, in a, in a in a logical sense, that would make that that makes sense. But this is WWE logics. It makes no sense. They wouldn't go. <laughs> they wouldn't do it. But like, how how would how much better would that be? It's, to have a yeah, it would be a lot better. Bobby idea. Lashley or somebody like that actually get that opportunity. Make Raw interesting. Like I've been saying for months, you literally have built the show around six people. You what? got, you got, to, you got uh, the entire show was built around six people for for months now. You have yeah, for about two months, yeah. And then you got Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. They're feuding. Do you think they really need a title? Not really. You got McIntyre. Um, and Braun Strowman and Dolph Ziggler and that little three-way awkwardness going on between the three of them because they just lost the tag title, so we don't know where that story is going to go either. So do you think the three of them are going to be fighting for the world title? No. And we all don't want Brock Lesnar to actually be champion again, do we? No. 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 Absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. If WWE, Hell no. If WWE is smart, they should find a way to make this match end in some type of weird no contest and just do a tournament and crown a new champion. Do it at Survivor Series. Hell, it's called Survivor Series. Make it a series of matches, a tournament. Make it a King of the Ring. I don't know. Do something different, WWE. Now is your opportunity to do something that the fans don't expect. You, Like I said, you built an entire show around one guy. And with all due respect to the man because of what he's going through, WWE, you need to realize, you built the show around one guy. If you keep it, If you keep that title anywhere near any of these top guys right now, it's going to become redundant. Do something different. Do something completely different. 
and we, I mean, we're gonna hope that they're gonna do it, but let's just be realistic. They're gonna yeah, put the belt. It's on not gonna happen. They're gonna <laughs> put the belt on either Brock Lesnar or Braun Strowman. And Brian, I'm gonna go a different angle. I'm gonna go a different angle. And for that, just because I'm prepared for this to happen, you know what I mean? What you said makes perfectly logical sense, and I would be behind it if it did happen. And I'm pretty sure every other fan who watches Raw would happen, uh, would be happy to happen. But they're gonna put the belt on one of those two. And and the logical thing to do would be to put on Braun Strowman so that you can actually, you know, we can actually see that red strap every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually have a different person as a number one contender. I mean, I know Drew McIntyre is the, the name that's going to pop out to everybody because he's been kicking Brock, uh, Braun Strowman's head off lately, which has been absolutely hysterical, by the way. Just oh, for the record. <laughs> He's been kicking his head clean off his shoulders. But, um, I mean, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, uh, just just off the top of my head on Monday Night Raw. Uh, hell, even Seth Rollins. Just somebody else. Somebody else beside those two. <laughs> but, um, See, the, the, the problem is right now, Raw, WWE backed himself into a corner with Raw. Okay, I, ha- I, I read reports. That Bobby Lashley is working injured right now. Yep. If they lose Bobby Lashley, there goes another star. They lost Kevin Owens. They they just recently had to turn Elias. Finally, finally made him a face. When, where did that come from? Man, I, I I have no idea. I was watching it he, when when uh, Baron Corbin was insulting him. He gave him that "I'm gonna crack you with this guitar" look, and I was waiting for it. And then when he came back out and cracked him, I was just like, I, I, I see why they did it because he's been getting a lot better reactions when he's when he's a, a face reactions. Like he has to go really hard to get a heel reaction by insulting the, the, the crowd, insulting the state, the city, whatever. You know? So I, I get why they finally pulled the trigger with that one. Let's see where that one goes. But it's like they, they backed themselves into a corner. They, you know, Ziggler all of a sudden is going to be back in the world title picture. You know, I, I Drew's coming up. He's maybe a feud or two away from really exploding out. Like I want to see Drew McIntyre solo in a feud, in a good one, before he gets into that world title picture. You know, they they returned Braun Strowman. He pulled the Big Show again and went back to being a face all of a sudden. Yeah. So man. the logical choice is they're going to go with Braun Strowman finally because. But is it going to work? I, I think it's too late now. Mm. In all actuality, they, they kind of killed his whole freaking, his whole buzz. Mm. So it's like they backed themselves into a corner. You know, I, I hope they don't go the scared route and say, give it to Brock Lesnar again. Because I'm afraid Vince might just pull that pull that card because he, he really thinks he has a chance of winning back the title in UFC. Mm. Um, so let's, like, let's hope not. <laughs> So he does. I hate. I, I would hate. Put it this way: I would hate to be in the room right now with that creative team and those producers and everything, because they're running around like chickens with their head cut off right now. Mm. So they don't know what the fuck to do right now. They got to. They have so many. They had. You know how W likes to build long distance. Well, a lot of those long distance plans are getting shut down because they don't know what the, what's going on with Bobby Lashley. At any moment, they could lose him. You know, we don't know how severe, what kind of injuries he's working with and how severe, you know. So it's like they, they've buried Finn Balor to the point where people are like, 
sometimes forget who Finn Balor is even there. Like, Raw's in trouble right now. They got a little conundrum with themselves right now. It's going to take a lot of work, and I would hate to be in that in that room in that meeting. Let's just a lot of people get yelled. I just at. hope they get it done, though, bro. I really do hope they get it done. I mean, with the lack of interest in Raw, the low the low ratings, they finally got a little bit of buzz going. You know what I mean? Making headlines again. Ratings actually yeah. went up. People excited. Let's just hope that they can actually seize some momentum and, you know what I mean, take that torch and keep running. All right. But we're going to move on, guys. We have um, reports, since it's my home state, you know what I mean, I, we can actually confirm and deny these reports if we feel like it. But uh, WWE has been passing out. Um some uh, <laughs> some fake signs into those crowds, sort of like the whole Cesaro section thing. Uh, Brian, Brian, what do you what are you hearing? What are you hearing, brother? Oh man, uh, I, I believe uh, the three of us all have the same source on this one. Um, shout out to Carl Bird from the Codex Prime podcast. He was in the house that night. Shout out Codex. Fucking um, yeah! Now he pretty much confirmed. I know, I know him and Eddie had a little chat, and he practically just told Eddie that WWE was just going to every aisle, handing out signs and telling everyone to take one and pass it along. And those we want WWE Women's Tag Team Championship signs. Oh my God, WWE, you're that desperate. It, like it's a shame because if you look back at the, <laughs> at, back at the attitude there, everybody in the building had a damn sign. They said what they wanted to say. WWE is literally, and we can now we can officially confirm this, is trying to force feed us what they want us to what they want us to say. Literally handing out the signs. <laughs> Come on, WWE man, that's that's sad. That's I, I have been saying this since they since the rumors of Raw came out that the WWE was going to have women's tag team titles. Nobody asked for this. Nobody wanted this. Nobody was like. Yes, we want female tag team champs. WWE, stop. Like, you're really passing out signs, okay? It, it's confirmed, okay? Carl confirmed it. They were passing them out. The, cam- the, the Apparently, the camera crew was instructing the people to hold them up. They, they didn't do it live on TV because of the announcement, apparently, and it, that just threw Raw off completely. But apparently, they did shoot a segment. Apparently, the camera crew did shoot a segment of the crowd holding up, we want women's tag team titles signs. So, it will probably pop up as some special, you know, hyping up evolution or whatever. But seriously, you had to generate fake buzz (laughs) for titles no one asked for, okay? That everybody knows is going to be shit titles because, come on, what's WWE done with tag team divisions lately? Look at the men's division. Uh, it's, in, it's in shambles. It's in shambles. Do we really think that the women's division is going to be anybody? Do we really want to see the iconic? Do you want to give the iconics more mic time is the question. Exactly. Because I want to see the iconics. I, I mute the TV every time they come out. I mean, they are beautiful. <laughs> but, but come on. Those, those two girls right there probably on the top of WWE's list for female tag team champions. After, you know, Sasha Banks and Bayley, the, you know, the speaking, of be- speaking of beautiful and talentless, uh, Eva Marie said she wants to come back to WWE. <laughs> no. Ah, 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 no. Just, we're not out there, too, man. No. 
For what? So she could botch getting thrown over the top rope from the Battle Royal or something? <laughs> hey, all, all red everything, man. All red everything. No, God, no. Please, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Um, I can still remember her fuck the corny voice that came on before she came out. She's beautiful. She's <laughs> all red everything. <laughs> like, no. No. Why? why? That that's that 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 was some girl just desperately trying to get people to pay attention to her again. That's what uh, that oh. All right. Um, the ratings for Total Divas suck, so I wouldn't be surprised if they brought her back just for that alone. Well, I did hear the same thing, and only thing they have to do for me to watch Total Divas is to show any commercial where one of them are in a bikini. I know they're on the beach. I'm going to watch the episode. That, I'm, I'm yeah. thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they really want ratings. Total Divas after dark. Yeah. Yes. Get a max. And uh, while we're on this subject, I do want to switch over to my favorite portion of the show, which is the burial of the week. And I'm going to go first, and there's a reason. Um, The burial of the week for me this week, me personally, is my thirst. Because, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, I I can't tell you where because, you know, there's this reason. Let's just say there's reasons I can't tell you where. But I have met JoJo. And God damn, that girl looks good in person. <laughs> oh, my motherfucking Lord, she looked good. Actually, a chill person. Shouts out to JoJo. And if you're listening, my phone number is, damn it, I can't give it out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. But my thirst. Is the first burial of this week. <laughs> I won't. I won't even lie. I was driving when you texted me that. I swear to God, I almost pulled over, dying in tears. <laughs> oh man, life equals complete. <laughs> oh, Eddie, bury somebody for me, please. All right, this week for Raw, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to put the dirt on him. He's in the hole right now. He's in the hole. I'm not going to put the dirt on him because I'm praying that, that something develops next week, but I highly doubt it because but Apollo Cruz, you in the hole, brother. Okay? You, you finally broke out, had a singles match. It looked like you were building up a feud there. And then you took the L and then your man turned face. So I don't know. Hopefully next week somebody does something with you, but I, I I doubt it. So I might have to throw the dirt on you next week, brother. But right now, Apollo Crews, you in the hole for Raw because you got into a feud, lost, and then the guy you were feuding with turned face. Mm. So it's like, are you going to continue feuding? Are you turning heel next week? Uh, so that's why I'm not going to throw the dirt on you. Hopefully maybe the you pulls the trigger and has you turn heel. That'd be kind of nice. Use you somehow. But for right now, you're in the hole. And for SmackDown, man, that whole women's segment. When the Iconics came out, or when uh, 
Naomi, Asuka came on. They were supposed to have a tag team match. And then all the girls started running out and they started throwing each other. Oh my God, that was horrible. If you watch closely, these girls weren't even hitting each other. They were air. They were botching the fake hits. <laughs> they, they, oh, that whole segment was just a total like clusterfuck. And I, I, the Iconics came out and they talked again. Why are they talking? The second Billy Kay opens her mouth, I wanted to stab myself in the eardrums. But yeah, that's those are my burials for this week. <laughs> First of all, when you see the Iconics come out, when you hear the music. The first thing you're supposed to do is mute your TV, man. You, you got to know what the pen is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That girl opened her mouth and it's like the second, sh- it's like, why? Dumb shit just comes out. It's just <laughs> stupid. Like my IQ drops. You know, you start hearing animals barking and shit, like going crazy, birds flying away because they just hear this high pitch shrieking nonsense. Mm. And it just ruins everything. And then Mella, and then you have Carmella come out, and a grown woman should not be flossing. For the love of God, <laughs> oh grown, my goodness, that damn grown men dance, and women man. should not be doing the Fortnite dance. Preach. So it's like that. Oh, oh and, and when did Lana become the ravishing Russian again? Uh. They dropped that one week, and now all of a sudden she's rushing again. What, what, the, what the hell's going on? Um, that that's a good quite Like like, I guess she has one of those accents that you can turn on and off the switch. But come on, WWE is like, what the hell are you doing? Is she going? <laughs> it's just that was just an entire mess. That was just horrible. Yeah. All right. What what about you, B? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Eddie right now. I'm going to bury the entire Raw Tag Team Division. Um, first and foremost, who the hell is in the Raw Tag Team Division? Uh, <laughs> we, we have the Revival. Fuck the Revival. Who? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we have KLP. Uh, who? who? We don't, we don't know what the hell's going on with you guys. Like, are they pushing them or are they killing them? What, what are they doing? I don't know. Like you're you're fighting a fucking conquistador two on one. Like, they were just in a main event two weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. What like what is going on here with these guys? Like they like, push them as monsters. You're pushing them as fucking sideshow acts. Um, here we go. B team, B team. Where are you? Like these guys were just the tag team champions a couple months ago. They haven't been on TV since. Like, they were like so over. They, they were hilarious. They were good entertainment. They were funny. Uh, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. They were only over in the Ortiz household, man. <laughs> Please, they were over. Wait, you know when that theme song came on, you wanted to be like, go, go, go. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot confirm or deny that the theme song for the B team was Eddie. We cannot confirm or deny that. Man, if I could have got it in my ringtone, that'd be my ringtone. But I, I ain't paying for it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, but yeah, the raw tag division. The raw tag division. Like, what are you right now? Uh, McIntyre and Ziggler. That, that's probably gonna go to shit. Um, the guys who just won the tag titles literally held them for a, a minute before the guy turned on them. Yeah. What are we? What are we supposed to make out of this raw tag team division? 
thing. There is nothing to it. There's no substance, no storylines, no number one contenders, and maybe no tag team champions at all. Uh, hey, is, but you, you, have, you have the Ascension. No, oh, yeah. come on, Eddie, man. <laughs> you, got, you got the glorious, you got glorious one in Chad Gable. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I'll, I will say this. If, if if the Ascension win the tag titles, Adrian has all rights to rip on me for the rest of the year. Like, oh, gonna, oh, don't worry. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to. Shout out to the homie Adrian. He, he, will. Man, he will. In my yeah. opinion, I think the Ascension is going to win it before the revival. Oh, God. <laughs> that's I, not, that's, I don't want to make a bet on that one because, man, that can go either way. That's a coin flip. I'm going <laughs> to rub on my bald head and act like it's a crystal ball. And I'm going to actually tell you what's going... WWE is actually going to take two directions with the tag team titles. Um, they're either, A, going to give it back to Ziggler and McIntyre next week in a rematch where they're going to try to, you know, put Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins together and blah, 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 blah. Dean's going to walk out. Seth's going to get his ass kicked. Or B, which I'm actually hoping that they do, they're going to say, you know what, guys? You guys are each other's throats. Baron Corbin, here, here's your chance to actually be more than just the uh, TGI Friday's uh, general manager. Um, actually hold the belts in abeyance. Put together a tag team tournament of established tag teams. Let one of those teams you have on your roster make a push and a stride for the tag team damn touch. Don't just give it to somebody who... You're just putting together just because they are good singles wrestlers. Actually, has some pride in your damn tag team division, WWE. Remember Demolition? Remember the Legion of Doom, the Bushwhackers? Hell, are the Rockers. You know what I mean? Remember them guys? Those are legendary tag teams. They were a tag team. They came in as a tag team. They wrestled as a tag team. And they put on good matches as a team. Not just two people who have cool finishing moves and decide to put them together. And then next week, they'll be feuding. That's pretty much how they've been doing it for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's WWE. That's the tag division in a nutshell. It's up to WWE to do something for it. But yeah, that was my Raw Barrio. My SmackDown Barrio is going to be just as quick as his match. <coughs> Aiden English. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir, but you are buried. Nigga, you done. Like, what's there to do with Aiden English? Yo, I'm sorry. Aiden English, you're buried. You buried. You cement over you. Not, boy. Like, oh. But we called that one. Yeah. We called that one. When we said they, we said it. They split them up. We already knew that was going to happen because that's something to eat for you. Oh, you guys, you guys are hot right now. You guys are over with the crowd. We're going to split you up. And one of you guys is going to fade into the sunset. And it's they did like, it for no Why? But why the new? You know, I love I love Jerusalem Day as a team, man. That was yeah, everyone that worked. I think everybody did. They were they worked good together. It was three people who really had nothing to do that you put together, and it worked. They got themselves over. The moment they got themselves over, clip. That's what WWE works. It's, Wait, and it's a is, what is this crowd cheering stuff? Yeah, it was uh, it, it was just pointless, like. A perfect, ex- perfect timing for to, for them to have Lana go off into the women's division on her own, learn her craft, get better, be on her own, and let Rusev Day, you know, work as a tag team. But 
WWE doesn't doesn't see it that way. I guess you know they they saw something else and then they just quickly said, "Ah, never mind." Mm. Yeah, yeah, pretty much that's how they've been doing. All right, guys, we're gonna switch brands for just a little while. We spent a lot of time on WWE. Um, it's time to get on over to. Uh, I don't know what should we call this New Japan or Ring of Honor or uh, what should we call it, but. Uh, Cody Rhodes is no longer the NWA heavyweight champion. Um, and then he puts this picture on, I want to say it was Instagram, not Twitter. But it was a picture of him basically with luggage and a letter, which was supposed to be from Triple H saying, you know, make sure it still fits. Is that, you guys taking that as uh, him trolling or is he really going back? Oh, I've seen, I saw the same thing, you know, he's, and then he also is no longer part of the Bullet Club. He let out a tweet saying that it's Jade, it's Jade's thing now, and referring to Jay White. But I don't know. He, he could be trolling. He he did drop the belt back to to Nick Aldis, which I, I I don't know why. It makes no sense. But you know, if that's an indication that he's preparing to go do something else, but he's also been saying that he's stepping back into you know, a backstage role in wrestling that he wants to try to get wrestling unionized that he, you know, that he's been also saying that wrestlers need health insurance. So don't know what's going on with Cody. Maybe he wants to do something that helps, you know, all wrestlers in general. Maybe he's trolling us and he's really heading back to WWE and he's just having fun at the, you know, at people's expense. Mm-hmm. It's pretty confusing. Like what's going on. WWE hasn't, let out anything indicating that they're trying to get Cody Rhodes back. So it's like all we have is really just what's hearsay on the internet rumors. Mm. Brian? To me, um, this is what I love about independent wrestling and guys who have the freedom to do whatever they want. Um, the picture that you saw was actually a clip from the Being the Elite uh, web series that they do. Um, for the past couple of weeks since they came back, uh, they took some time off after the all-in show. Um, they've been doing little teases with everybody on the show. Like Kenny's been getting letters saying, Hey, I know you're in Japan and it might be a bore. What do you think about coming in as entry number four signed H and then, um, you know, and then the Cody thing, it was, you know, like it said, you know, hope it still fits. And it was the Stardust uh, outfit. Yeah. Like they're 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 just teasing us right now. Like they like they even have a storyline where Marty keeps inviting everybody to a party on January first, and everyone's like, "I just can't commit to that, man. I don't know what I'm doing on January first." Like they're playing along with it. Like they're they're fucking with the fans, but like like we always say, there could be some truth behind it. We really don't know. And with Cody losing the NWA title, um, like Eddie, to me, this actually does make some sense because it adds to the buzz, you know. Like, we got to think about it. All In was Cody's show. And the NWA right now, and I'll say this, they're doing a damn good job of, of like, making that belt mean something again. Yeah, Um, definitely. They they pretty much gave it to Cody as, like, I want to say, like, a jump start. Um, And because going back to all this, all this was actually a really good champion when he won the title uh, a couple months ago in the NWA. And uh, the NWA is pretty much just like a traveling circus. There's no real home play. They have wrestling of Hollywood, championship wrestling of Hollywood. But um, the NWA title, it's pretty much a one-man show traveling around the world, 
with worthy contenders and whatever big name you can get to fight for that title will make that title relevant. Like we always say, it's all about the chase. And the Cody story was a great story. The guy was putting on a show of 10,000 people, the first person to do it aside from Vincent Mann in America. And, you know, that title has a deep history with his family. So for him to win it, it meant something big. But I think for what NWA is trying to do in the future, given the belt back all this, it shows that all this will be the guy to commit to that title and make that title relevant while Cody was just, you know, a little notch on his belt before he decides to make his next move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny is I actually didn't even know about that tweet until uh, that he's no longer in the Bullet Club until just now. So um, you filled yeah. in more than just everybody out there in the uh, UWO-verse. You filled me in too. <laughs> but um, actually, I don't even know if we've done it yet. Um, but Carl invited us to have a, another co-podcast between ourselves and you and uh, Codex Prime to watch the Survivor Series, or cover, I should say, the Survivor Series. Um, hell yeah! That shit's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this on record. Um, I had a little uh, personal experience today. I can't guarantee that I will be there, but I will definitely do my best to make sure that I am there for the show. Oh, you'll be there. If I gotta pick your ass up on my back, you'll be there. <laughs> just so you guys know, Samoa Joe, man, this is bringing them down the steps. It's gonna take a little bit, but I'll get them. <laughs> All right, but uh, the reason I brought that up is because uh, Carl wants to do our recap uh, of the Survivor Series. You know, and we want to welcome. I mean, uh, more than happy to go do it. But uh, I seem to have a PlayStation 4 at my house, Carl. Uh, on that PlayStation 4 is a little game called Street Fighter. Ooh. And we still haven't settled this little uh, this little feud that we got. So um, I'm going to need you to commit to catching these hands like we just committed to going on Codex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah Carl, Carl's been real quiet about that Street Fighter challenge lately. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? It's like he got emphysema. He does not want no smoke. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. And just so you guys know, this looks to be a new promotion starting out of Jacksonville. Well, at least in brainstorming. Some guy out of Jacksonville, I don't know his name, um, but he has been... Um, Vaguely in the news headlines for trying to start a promotion along with uh, Y2J, who is enjoying this post WWF or WWE life. Um, it looks, uh, Brian, fill us in, fill us in deep detail. All right, all right. Um, from the information that I've gathered, um, pretty much, I forgot, I don't know the dude's full name, but I know his last name is Khan, and his son is actually a really, really big wrestling fan. And I'm not sure if this part of it of the story is 100% true, but I guess him and Chris Jericho are neighbors. I know they are really good friends. And I guess his son has been trying to convince Jericho and his. I really. Sorry. Oh, oh I thought you said something. I did. Um, there's a little distortion going on, and Mike. Oh. Can you guys hear me? 
don't think that's me though. I hear it too. Ed? That's not me. Oh. Hey. Mike check. Right. I thought we already did the sound check. Yeah, no, we did. Can you guys hear me though? I think that's you, Kyle. Oh. Yeah, I didn't make it. No. All right. How about now? Is everything beautiful? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are raw and uncut. Yeah, yeah. This is like this is reminding me of like when you had to put the clothes hanger on the TV. <laughs> Everybody in fall yeah. position. Sorry about the technical difficulties, guys. And damn it, I'm too lazy to edit it out. So it's just it's just gonna have to roll with it. <laughs> that just happened. That just occurred. <laughs> But no, but no, um, but no, I guess like supposedly, I guess his son wants his dad to buy uh, or start up a wrestling company. And this guy, I guess, in the world is ranked number 220 for being one of the richest men in the world. The man has a shit ton of money. The man owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Oh, that's who it is. The guy with the curly mustache. Yeah, it's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Okay. Um, What is his name? I know it's something Khan. His last name is Khan. Yeah, his I don't know his first name. I couldn't pronounce it if I if I knew it anyways. Yeah, yeah, y'all y'all can Google that whenever you get a chance. Um, but no, but I guess I guess he pretty much he's he, he's listening to his son, and I guess he's been sending out feelers, and I guess he talked to Jericho, and Jericho showed some type of interest in it, and the other person that the, that they showed interest in is Jim Ross, and honest to God, if you really think about it. If you go back in time to when Vince had any competition, because we're not going to say Vince is going to have any competition right now, because there's a lot of people going at the throne and no one's able to hit Vince. But for someone to succeed in pro wrestling, you really need two major things. You need a person with an unlimited bankroll. This guy seems to have deep pockets. Shahid. Shahid. Shahid Khan. Shahid Khan. Okay. And the other thing you need is television time. Now, if you got a person with unlimited pockets and somebody who's in with the NFL as an owner, you know there's going to be some type of connections where he can talk to somebody in the network and try to get some type of a deal. I know that the ter- I know that the, uh, the network Access TV that handles New Japan on Fridays supposedly they said that they were feelers from Access, but then Access said that they you know they have no knowledge of the situation or whatever. But if you can get a TV deal with a guy who's got some really deep pockets to throw, let's say, $60 million on just talent alone, I don't think would be a big deal for him. And the last person that was able to do that was Ted Turner. And there's a lot of guys on the independent scene with a really big buzz, with a lot of fans who follow him all over the world. If they can pull a roster together, this would actually be pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully it doesn't, you know, impact us, shall we say? <laughs> Go ahead, Eddie. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, like the, the guy, the guy is the guy's loaded. He owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He owns um, another big uh, European soccer team yep. and everything. He, he he's got the money. The funds are there. If he, the, the man the man has the funds. Jericho, on the other hand, has denied any reports. You know, typical Jericho. You know, he's on Twitter saying that, you know, it's news to him that, you know, that he's never, he, the thought hasn't crossed his mind. But, you know, Jericho is known for trolling and for, uh, and for not, you know, for being Jericho. So, but 
Jr. Jr. He, he knows his shit. People forget. Jr. was there. He was one of the major components that saved the E during the Monday Night Wars. So people forget Jr. is a smart man. He, he might be on a limited basis. You know, I don't see how how much deep he can get into it because he, he is there on age and his health isn't the best. But Jr. could still, you know, put input in there and get people, get investors and get people to sign on. So going. Teaming up with those two guys yeah, right there, Jericho. You know yeah. Jericho's connections. He can get the. He he got he got people. And Shahid, uh, Jim, and Chris, if you guys need writers, we're right here. Hey. Damn it, I got, I got no problem moving to Jacksonville. Give me an excuse. None at all. None. I just need an excuse and a job. That's <laughs> all. I don't even need the excuse. <laughs> the excuse is I've lived in Rhode Island. I've seen Jacksonville. It's not a hard fucking choice of which one I want to do. And if you would like to make this decision within the next couple of weeks, you know, winter is coming. We we have no problem relocating ASAP. That cold. Man, just beat the snow. Beat the snow. Beat the snow, man. <laughs> All right, man. Um, we do have an event coming up on Sunday. Um, and I mean, there's been so much slander toward this event. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about this. I'm going to go in this with an open mind, not expecting a WrestleMania. I'm going to go in with this, just expecting a good show. And hopefully they deliver. Eddie, yeah. we got evolution upon us. I'll be going, I'll, I'll be going and ready for my 30 day ban from Facebook and uh, my case of Aquafina. <laughs> a lot of people are going to get banned for some comments on Facebook <laughs> talk about you Gabe the thirst is real oh hey I his his thirst is, is like no others man that man been walking through the Sahara <laughs> I swear to God he knows how to hack into some iPhones the, the photos this man be finding it's like where the hell have you found that Exactly. If if you hack into mine, he'll never hack into <laughs> another one again. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but um, Eddie, how you feel? How you feeling about the um, the card? That well, I should say the the card looks mediocre. I, I understand that. Are you feeling they did enough to actually sell you Rousey versus uh, I was going to say break no. Rousey versus Nikki? I'm not sold on this whole event. Period. It, it, to me, man, this this event will serve as one purpose: a drinking game. Drink every time there's a botch. Because <laughs> then, then, no, 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 the bellies are on the, the card. Uh-uh, no, uh-uh. this is going to. Oh, this is, to oh that that battle royal is going to be a clusterfuck. <laughs> oh my god! Just for nostalgia purposes. You know, just you see some of the old stars come back and stuff. Yay, okay, nice. But oh man, it's going to be so bad. Oh, that card. And Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey. Oh my God. It's like, why? Oh, it's that I'm, I'm going in. Best way, best way to watch that show? Drunk. Probably be the best way. <clears throat> 
uh, it's going to be bad. And then on top of that, we got Michael Cole is going to be there on commentary. The one guy allowed in the building is Michael Cole. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, I'm praying for you, WWE. Praying for you, but it's not going to be a good, unless some, some shit goes down, some like NXT women start charging the ring and Shayna Blazer comes in and takes out Ronda Rousey or something. I don't see. I don't see how they can. They're selling anybody in this card. Like, I don't see anybody screaming. Oh yeah, I'm buying that. Oh yeah, I'm signing up for the network for that. I, I don't see the buzz. I don't see people on, on social media like, yo, Sunday, WWE Evolution. Yeah, we're tuning in. I, I don't see that. And usually, you see some buzz for the pay per views. Um. Let's see. Have I actually seen anybody? Excited? My daughter. My daughter's pretty excited for it. She's uh, really looking forward to it, actually. <laughs> but besides that, um, can't say anybody's not looking forward to it. In fact, I can say that there's even less interest in the evolution than there is on Crown Jewel. And Crown Jewel is looking like it might not even happen. <laughs> yeah. At this point, nobody knows what's going on. Rumors have it. Might go to Madison Square Garden. You know, from what I read online, the WWE doesn't even have the, the choice right now. The the Department of the Homeland Security supposedly is getting involved. So apparently the government's getting involved and yeah. the government's going to make the decision for the WWE. So it's like, we don't know what's going on with that right there. That's that's a whole hell of a, a mess on, the, on itself right there for WWE. That's a PR hit right there. That's pretty freaking bad. Um, and it's that whole situation is just crazy, man. It's, yeah. it's nuts. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know what to think with have- Crown Jewel, man. Crown Jewel is like, it's fucked. No matter how we look at it, we're all going to look at this show like it's a, it's a fucked up event. It's botched. Like, first off, you're, you were taking Shawn Michaels' return to the ring to another country. You know how many fans in the United States alone would die to go see Shawn Michaels come out of retirement for one more match? No, you're doing it because you're going to Saudi, because supposedly we're supposed to go to Saudi Arabia. You were going to blow that huge moment for a country full of people that, I'm not going to get into the political aspect of it, but to a, a whole nother country like that, like, come on, man, that's BS. Yeah. And you got the U.S. Open, not the World's Fucking Cup. It's not a World Cup. It's it's seven Americans and the guy who's Mexican. Like, But was born and raised in the United States. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? like, like, this World Cup thing is a joke. You got a title match, that a triple threat match that, you know, now is, a, you know, a singles match. In a situation where a guy can quite possibly win the title and not have to defend it until WrestleMania, um, you have another world title match where now it's being reported that the guy who's going for the world title doesn't even want to go based on the fact where it was originally scheduled to be. This event has so many black eyes on it already. I don't know what WWE is going to do to repair that in the fans' eyes. And now, like Eddie said, they don't even know if they're going to be able to go over there, even if they still wanted to do the show, because now the U.S. government is involved in this. Like this Crown Jewel event is completely yeah. All, all the all the government has to do is pull the visas. 
Yep. Not allow them not, not allow them travel visas. They can't do anything about it. They they won't be able to board a plane. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like to leave it up to the government. And from what I read, John Cena flat out said he ain't going. Yep. They told the writers to plan for John Cena not going at all. Like, so for, and John Cena's got the stroke. That's yeah. one man who says he ain't doing it. You can't punish him because he, <laughs> he got that stroke. And one more thing too, and this is one thing that a lot of people really don't know and like, or don't really think about. And like I said, I do listen to Busted Open a lot. And one of the guys who is the host on that show is Bully Ray. Like, we still got to remember, these guys are considered independent contractors. You could, you could really exactly. go to Vince and clearly say, hey, in my contract, I have the ability to not perform at a show. And you won't get in trouble financially. You will get, you'll get your push cut the hell down. But it's it's a risk. It's a moral decision. Do you really want to stay home and not do the show? Because you could not go and not do the show. Or do you want your push to go right down the tube and end up in the catering area with Titus O'Neil? Like, it's it's exactly. Yeah, that's Whoa. that's why a lot why? of hard wrestlers and a lot of you know low key wrestlers they've said they don't you know privately they'll say they don't want to, but they haven't come out openly. Like you know, the first yeah. confirmation was John Cena that I got. And that, you know, that was openly out there saying it, that he's not going. And he's and, a lot leader. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's one of the big dogs. And when one of the big dogs say they're not going, you know, it's like, it's just bad all, it's just bad all around. It's like, it's, it's the, the PR, the PR problems that you're just getting themselves into isn't worth the $60 million we're going to make. Like, you're alienating your home crowd fans yeah. just to appease Part-time fans. Casual. <laughs> There's your definition of a casual. Yeah, like how much how, how much real casual. wrestling do they really know about over there in Saudi Arabia? Come on. The, the, the last show, the Crown Prince was asking for dead wrestlers to appear on the show. He's asking for 80s era wrestlers to appear on the show. He wanted Yokozuna and the Ultimate Warrior. Exactly. Like he, oh, he was asking for wrestlers of the 80s. And Lord rest their souls, but did the WWE make any more for these resurrections? It's it, it's just it, it's bad taste overall. It's just bad taste. What no matter what no matter what the outcome of the whole situation is, WWE is first and foremost an American born and bred company. You know, New England, Stanford, Connecticut. You know, one of your one of your competitors on the card is the fucking mayor of a fucking American city. Okay, yo, Vince's wife is on the damn cabinet for the president of the United States of America. I can't believe that either. The president (laughs) of the United States is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, that one. Oh God. Oh. You guys realize what you just said? That once again, I, I refer back to last week, and I say the WWE Hall of Fame is a joke. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, it's true. WWE has a lot of ties politically within this country that you know it'll hurt them behind the scenes. You know they've had senators coming out saying they don't want them to go. 
You know, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that yeah. we as fans do not see, like the, the, the back door, the back door handshakes and, you know, the secret meetings and stuff like that. Shit that could hurt WWE internally that we won't, we have mm-hmm. no idea about. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just so much stuff, so much stuff working that it's just better off to say, we're not going to go. You don't have to break your contract. Let the stuff die down, figure out what's going on first. But just cancel this one show. Just say, we're not going to go. Grow a set of balls and just say, we're not going to go. We're going to see what's... We're going to let the well, world play just... out. And we're going to focus on, you know, back to our entertainment. That's that's just the thing about it, though. It's um since, the you know, the, the government advised them, you know, you guys might not want to travel over there before they actually start invoking some, uh, no, you guys aren't going over there. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I definitely have. Every time they've mentioned Crown Jewel, they've yeah. mentioned just Crown Jewel. Yeah. They have no mention of Not Saudi on the Arabia website, not on anything. You know like what I mean? if what was it? Um Dave Metzer let out a tweet showing that it's it showed the location said no no on the on the website. Like there's not even a location on the website. They took all mm-hmm. mention of it. But they're still promoting a show which everybody knows is supposed to take place in Saudi Arabia. Oh, and the show is going to happen. It just like like Eddie said earlier, there's no determined location. Like I, like the guy. It's funny because the, the, it's funny you mentioned Meltzer because the guy who actually broke the story and it broke the story with Cena and Ryan too. Uh, the guy's name is like Robbie Fox. He's on. He works for Barstool Radio, and he actually came on the radio today and was talking about the story. And and he actually has friends. Because I guess he was like a costume designer for a lot of wrestlers back in the day, and he's still friends with them. And they're guys who are executives in WWE. So he gets the little bits of inside information. And it was to the point where Meltzer was contacting him to confirm that this stuff was true. And the guy was saying, yes, this is all true. And his last update was what Eddie said earlier about, you know, they're thinking about Madison Square Garden right now. They're really trying to find a location to make sure that this show does happen. And like you were saying earlier, that's one of the main, main, probably the main reason why they're not saying Saudi Arabia anymore whenever they bring up Crown Jewel. Vince has got his ass on a fire right now. He's got to produce a product for us because he's still promoting it. They could have just stopped promoting it and said all of this stuff is going to Survivor Series. You're promoting this card. You really got to find a location. Hell, bring the shit to Providence. You just saw the crowd you got on Monday Night Raw. Bring the show here. You can sell that bitch out in a couple of days. Uh, you'll sell that out the same day exactly. if they want like, a major event like that. It's a problem. Look at the people they have booked on this card. It's not like it's a card where you could just scrap it. Yeah. You have, you have major players on this card. So, you, you, you know, you got one player who's coming out of fucking retirement for this card. Another another who people yeah, love like, in Kurt Angle. You got Undertaker, you know, one of the rare, the, the rare occasions that, you know, at any moment, that could be the last time we see Taker. It's, it's you have some power players on this card, and so you have to follow through. At this point, you know, a few weeks ago when the story first broke, maybe they could have got away with just scrapping it. But after that, down after that Super Show and everything, and they went through with it, they they got to go through with this card. It's just grow a set of balls and just announce whether or not you're going to do it there or not. Yeah, 
definitely keep us freaking posted. I mean, we got a podcast to run. We WWE, stop being selfish. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, that's uh, we're actually a little bit over time, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to the final rant, often imitated, never duplicated final rant. <laughs> Shouts out to everybody who thinks that, you know, all of these new podcasts that popped up who are uh, kind of stealing our stuff. Shout out to y'all for letting us know. But uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Brian, rant oh, on. Okay. Rant. I've been wanting to get this one off my chest for a couple days now. Dear fans of WWE. The ones that like to say online, because over the past couple of days and even on the radio, I'm listening to these phone calls of people who currently have the balls to talk about the Roman haters. The Roman haters are now getting hate because of the fact that on Monday, this man announced that he is suffering from leukemia and has to step away. And us quote unquote Roman haters took a minute and realized, damn, this ain't about pro wrestling no more. This is about a human being. This is about a man's life. This is about a guy who sacrifices his life 200 plus days a year away from his wife, away from his three kids. And now we find out the guy has leukemia. And we all of a sudden, quote unquote, grow a heart for Roman Reigns. Ladies and gentlemen, Let's put professional wrestling to the side for a second. What I just said to you, it doesn't matter if he's a pro wrestler. It doesn't matter if it's the guy working at Dunkin' Donuts. It doesn't matter if it's a guy who uh, played professional football or doctor or your wife or your mother or your child. A human being just revealed to the world that he has cancer. He has to stop doing what he loves. He has to stop doing what provides an income for his family. This man is making a choice, a life-changing choice, to step away from his job to save his life. Excuse us for, quote-unquote, growing a heart for this man. Excuse us for actually giving a damn about this man. When he comes back and he becomes a professional wrestler again, Yes, we will critique his wrestling abilities, his character abilities, because Joe Anawani is playing a character. The person we critique is a character. We're talking about Joe Anawani's Anawani's life right now. May God bless him. May he beat the living shit out of leukemia. Fuck cancer. And I pray to God he gets better so he can come back and do what he loves. Whether we cheer or boo this man, this guy is a professional wrestler. This guy has a life. This guy has a wife and some kids. We're showing this man his respect that he is due. Lay off of us, please. Thank you. Nice. Very well spoken. And ladies and gentlemen, Brian has just used his final rant in favor of Roman Reigns. That should tell you how impactful and powerful 
Monday Night Raw for Providence was. I almost shed a tear. Uh, <laughs> I won't lie. I almost shed a tear. It's a fucked up situation. My guy. Uh, yeah. I was my eye was definitely sweating a little bit. My eye was yeah. sweating like I can't lie. I bit. felt like a dick. Uh, I, I had just made a comment on the 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 you know wrestling fantasy war warfare thread. Oh, here comes Roman. At least he has a title with him this week. And then he announces that. I was like, damn. Mm. Like I feel like a dick. You know. So yeah. A lot of people that booed him were, were in the same way because if you notice. Uh, when he came out, you know, he got the typical reaction, half bull, half chair, half woman down and screaming, half dudes telling him to go to hell home. Um, and then when he made that announcement, it was like the air just came out of the arena. You know what I mean? Um, everybody basically was just like, really? Wow. You know what I mean? And it was, it's almost like that, uh, it's that old saying, my man, you never know what you have until it's gone. You know what I mean? And we, us Roman fans have been telling you guys how great he is. <laughs> Unfortunately, it has to happen this way, but you guys are going to see that that voided Monday Night Raw. It's and not then, so easy. And, and a big fuck hey, uh, to the and, ones that are out there on the Twitterverse and on the social mediaverse, really thinking that it's a work. It's not a fucking work, people. Like Come that, on. I have re- like I have really seen people claiming that oh, this is a work. Like to those people, stop. I don't I don't I don't watch you watching wrestling. I don't even watch you watching TNA. Like mm. that's one that's one lesson that's one lesson that we can go without if you really feel that way. Mm. Honestly, we that's you, you don't there's there's yeah. some things in the world you don't get out around about. And as somebody who has lost a grandfather, an aunt, an uncle, a little, I watched a little girl's funeral because of this. And my cousin and Jessica, please fight strong, fight strong is going through this right now. Cancer fucking sucks. It is not something that you play around with. And I don't give a damn if this is a show and you're saying, no, they can fake an injury. Fake, fake shoulder injuries, fake knee injuries to go do to go do movies. You don't fucking fake a terminal illness, you stupid fucks. Get the fuck over yourself and actually realize that a man is battling right now for his life, not his career, his fucking life. Get over yourself. Preach. And like I said, we're not talking about pro wrestling. We're talking about real life shit. Roman Reigns, Joe Anawani, get better soon, my dude. Get better soon. Yes. All right, and uh, Eddie, go uh, go out of here with your rant, man. I just got well, a lot of character there. Today, Sorry. I'm doing a plea, a plea to the wrestling fans. If you're not watching wrestling on Wednesday nights. Now, mind you, I haven't watched yet. I will be watching after the show and everything because we had to record. But if you're not watching NXT or 205 Live, hell, if you're not even tuning in for the May Young Classic, you are doing yourself a injustice. You are hurting your fandom. You are Guilty. hurting yourself. NXT right now, the storylines going on right now. Oh, my God. Oh, I watched earlier today. Woo! Oh! Like, I have seen spoilers, and I still want to watch. Okay? I know what's going to happen, but I still want to watch it. 
Exactly. You get the Want to watch it? If you are not tuning in to NXT <laughs> right now, you are missing. Shame on you. And if you're paying for the network and not tuning into this stuff on Wednesday nights, you should be thrown off the network. Give me your password. Give me your username. I'll put it to good use for you. Okay? <laughs> because you are flushing money down the toilet. If you want to flush me, I'll start a GoFundMe page for you guys, and you can just give it to me. Because you're doing yourself no justice. If you're just watching Raw and SmackDown and complaining about the product, and not tuning in on Wednesdays, Kyle, you need to start watching 205 Live in your life. Seriously, you do. <laughs> Why? It's like you, you're complaining about just two brands. There's a third and a fourth brand that are actually on fire right now. You know, even the May Young Classic is on fire right now. And for people to be not yeah. tuning in, it's just, oh, it's a shame on you. Shame. But, uh, 205, uh, excuse me, uh, NXT, I definitely frequent. I definitely watch uh, NXT. It's actually, Better. in my opinion, uh, the best thing. Hands down, what's going on right now with Tampa, Gargano, Black. Now they're throwing in Lars Sullivan into the mix. You, fucking the Velveteen Dream. You undisputed air. Oh, it's like you, you just even, even the women's down in NXT at it. Like if you had not watched Bianca Blair and Nikki Cross go at it, what the fuck is wrong with you? You complain about women's wrestling? Well, this will help you not complain so much if you watch these two girls beat the shit out of each other. Like it, it's just. Yeah. And you know what? You know what's what's crazy is right. It's crazy is. Um, Mike Kanellis, when he beat Lynch Dorado, after that swinging inverted oh, 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 DDT, I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty decent. Can someone please go check hell and see if they have <laughs> He just mentioned 205 Live, Mike Kanellis in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah. You're going to see but what really, but but what really, but really shocked me was the unpredictability that uh, Mustafa Ali, 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 Ali you know, <laughs> like, Mustafa Ali is the fucking uncrowned champion of two hundred five line right now. I will, I will go on a limb and say this: Mustafa Ali should be up there for Wrestler of the Year. That's right, I said it. Some of the matches he's put on right now on two hundred five live, I not argue with that. I will put you take five matches from anybody, and I can take five matches from Mustafa Ali. You tell me who did better. It's anybody on the roster this year. You pick any person on this roster this year against what Mustafa Ali has been doing on 205 Live. Him and Buddy Murphy alone. Nobody touching them two. I, I, I could I couldn't on the main roster, I couldn't find anything. I tell you that right now. On the main like the only competition would be NXT's roster. Yup. Because what's going on in the developmental league is embarrassing the major league. You see, you see, you guys, WWE, that is how a swerve is done. If you are a fan of the UWO, you know damn well that I really, 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 really had a thing against 205 Live. But in the words of uh, D. Brian Kendrick, I'm still here. 
You see, when it comes <laughs> when it comes to the master of the swerve, that is Did how it is done. Did you take notes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know something? I, I am so happy you watched 205 Live. Kyle, how was it? How was the show? Be honest, please. Actually, I, it was decent. It was decent. It was definitely decent. It's worth watching. Honestly, if you're in, um, these guys have been. All right, a little funny story, guys. When we first decided that we were going to do this podcast, we all met together at the location, doesn't matter. But we had probably a four to five hour conversation. Um, and these guys since then, were trying to convince me to watch 205 Live. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but a couple of weeks ago, I said I would give it a try. But nobody pays attention when I said I'll do it. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. I did it. Oh my God. <laughs> see, if Kyle can tune in, the rest of y'all can tune in. Like, you're doing, you just, you just have your fan card pulled if you're not tuning into Wednesdays, man. Like, you're just doing yourself injustice. <laughs> And guys, just so you, just so you guys know, I uh, I know this is an audio podcast, but if you guys could have saw these two faces, I'm pretty sure that they kind of looked like when the Undertaker got pinned by Rock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That too. <laughs> Black dude in the front row with the glasses, hell <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh shit, that man became a meme. Made <laughs> so, so much money off of that. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, guys, we do got to wrap the show. We're well over our time. Oh, really quick, I'm going to throw one more thing in. On the Wednesday thing, if you guys haven't checked out NXT UK, episode two that just came out today, if you want to talk about Monster Heat and Chompa Heat, watch Zach Gibson's promo. That's all I got to say. Watch Zach Gibson's promo. That is heat. Mm. Mm. You know what's funny is I actually wanted to watch that, um, but I, I honestly forgot it was on. Um, so I suppose we're done with this podcast. I'm pretty much you know what I'm going to be doing? Sleeping. <laughs> Sleeping. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go to bed. It is 1 o'clock in the morning, and we're doing our podcast right now for you guys. We are sacrificing sleep for you, for you guys. <laughs> But I definitely do got to check that out. Actually, yeah. um, there's two episodes yeah. now, right? You said this. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. But uh, that about is going to do it for this week. We got to save something for next week, guys. Come on. Jeez. I mean, I just hit you guys with the swerve <laughs> of the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> so for Brian Lopes, Eddie Ortiz, I'm Kyle Chapman. Later. We'll catch you on next week. <laughs>